0: Welcome back, everyone. We're doing a very special show today, and it is part of a new series of podcasts we're going to be doing um, called the Leadership Series. And what we're going to be doing is featuring real estate leaders, literally executives and other people that are in leadership positions um, in the real estate world. And we're going to be asking them the tough questions that hopefully. You guys uh, will obviously all want answers to them. I was just thinking that hopefully all the guests I'm having on are prepared to answer the questions. (laughs) So we are going to be deep diving into what it takes to think like a leader in a crisis like what we're experiencing and what they're actually seeing from the front lines and their individual companies and corporations and also what they're expecting to happen over the next 6 to 12 months. And my first leader uh, is a very wonderful leader in eXp Realty, the CEO of eXp Realty, Jason Gaffing. So, Jason, without any further delay, welcome to the special edition podcast.
1: Hey, thank you, Tim. Uh, it's great to be with you, and I hope uh, hope you and Julie and everybody uh, in your family is, is safe and healthy. Yeah, you too. You know, it's yeah, definitely, it's one of those things you don't want to think about that
0: you have to try to preserve, you know, all the little extra measures and steps that everyone has to take to making sure that they're uh, keeping themselves and their loved ones safe. It's like, you know, we are not, you and I were just talking prior to the start of the show. It definitely feels a little dystopian, you know. We're all living in a movie that we n- never could have predicted be, could be real, but it definitely is something that's going to change society yeah. forever, and certainly the real estate yeah. industry. So I'm curious, um, we, and I have a I have basically two questions I'm going to ask uh, Jason and all of our special guests. But Jason, from your perspective of being leadership at EXP Realty, what are like the top three um, like challenges maybe that you're seeing agents have that you wish they would be a little bit more urgent and addressing now in preparation for the new uh, market that's coming our way? If there were three things that would really be pressing things you wish every agent would pay attention and do immediately, what would those three things be?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I I would say and and hopefully, you know, you don't get to the point where agents are doing this now, but I'm you know, I don't think anybody anticipated a down market that resulted from pandemic, right? I mean, I think I think everybody sort of had a sense or at least a lot of people had a sense that the market was going to turn uh at some point and, and probably some point in the not too distant future, but if I, you know, if if you're looking at this and you're trying to prepare, I think uh uh, the first thing, and, and it's not too late, but you got to know where your expenses are going and where you're, where you're spending money. Make sure you're holding it accountable and uh, ensuring that you're getting value for things. So that as markets start to shift, you can make hard choices quickly, right? So uh, whether that's uh, services, cancellation of subscriptions, tools, or in, in some cases staff, uh, if you know that if, if you know all of that, and you're, you you can uh, react a bit more quickly uh, when the market does start to shift. And to back that up, um,
0: we've been doing a series of uh, training in EXP University uh, specifically about what he just said, but also uh, the ways that you guys can be applying for the SBA uh, PPP program. In some cases, right. and frankly, in a lot of cases, unemployment, how you guys can go yep. about getting mortgage for appearances. And some of you are uh, also qualified for the stimulus program. So uh, if you if you don't have the information because you're not part of the EXP, then all you have to do is text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. Um is you know, there anything interesting. Else that comes to mind that
1: you're. Go ahead. Well, Sorry. just just the point you raised, because I mean, obviously, we've, as you know, we've got an extend-a-hand foundation, and and you know, it's set up uh, and and well-funded to to assist agents, um, typically with extenuating circumstances, and you know, the the issue with this pandemic, of course, is it's affecting everybody globally. So I I think that's a great point. I mean, there there are uh, plenty of ways to help. Uh, oneself in this with the SBA loans and unemployment and and rental programs and mortgage forbearance. Um, And I think that, that right on point. I mean, the other, the other piece is, uh, you know, bulk up on your training and attend as many classes as you can online uh, and, uh, you know, really a good time to sharpen your skills. Well,
0: yes, absolutely. All those things definitely make perfect sense. Um, As far as these programs guys, it's critical that you understand All of these programs are designed to be limited in terms of the duration that you can apply and how long they're going to last. And unfortunately, like the SBA PPP program it's first come first serve and there's no guarantee there's going to be additional money that's going to be set aside. You absolutely have to honor uh, and understand what I just said, otherwise you're going to miss the opportunity. And many of these loans will basically turn into grants if you follow some relatively easy to follow rules. So real estate agents, I hope you're listening and understanding these programs were literally made for self-employed people, whether they're 1099 or whether you're W-2. You qualify for everything I just rattled off. You definitely got to be getting on top of this urgently because, look, maybe you don't need the money now. Maybe you don't need the money next month or the month after that, but what if you need the money after that? You can get these loans, you can get these grants, and you don't have to spend it. You can save it. Um, you can just keep it for a rainy day. But I'm strongly warning, asking, <laughs> begging everyone listening, all real estate agents, don't do what real estate agents did in 07 through 09, which was basically waiting for this clouds to clear and things to return to normal. The new normal is abnormal for probably, unfortunately, at least a year and a half to two years. So get used to the abnormal, but for now, definitely put your own mask on first and absolutely positively take advantage of those programs. So the question um, that I'm asking all the leaders, and this is actually a question Julie and I asked this of ourselves, because it's kind of it's telling, really, if you allow yourself to drill down with the answer. And it's a question I, a lot of our podcast listeners have heard us use before because it really is a clarifying question. Um, and so I'll just get right to it. And I said it by telling a little story just because it's more fun. If we had, or if you listeners had a, a time machine, and this time machine allowed you to travel six months into the past and six months into the future – and you could give yourself a little, a little short coaching session when you arrived six months ago and you arrive six months from now, right? So you have an ability to communicate with yourself, but for very short windows. So you got to think in terms of bullet points. So think in terms of like three to five things you would tell pr- the version of yourself six months ago, and three to five things you tell the version of yourself um, six months from now. But here's the rules. Now, what's your reality now? What's the present you know pandemic creating in the economy? What's going to happen Next, what's going to be the severity of the economic you know, global uh, – we're seeing a whole bunch of unemployment, 30% unemployment. You're seeing more people that are missing mortgage payments than you did all from 2007 through 2009. You're seeing every reason to believe that it's going to be an economic – I call it what you want to, but it's not going to be good. And housing is also going to be in a crash cycle. So that's what your future is like six months from now. And you know what your present reality is like. You know, so what would you have told Jason the six month, you know, six months ago? You're in the time machine. You land. You're looking at yourself, and now the, the current version of you is trying to give the past version of you advice. Five things. What would you have done? Hmm.
1: Uh, that's quite a machine. Uh, I think you know a couple of things come to mind, and I guess it depends on perspective, Tim. Right? I mean, there's sort of me as a person, uh, me with in my role with the company. Um, I think you know one of the things if, if you had the crystal ball. Um, you know, I'd I'd sure like to maybe diversify, you know, investments and, and really be thinking about, you know, where are the opportunities, uh, for investment that are going to do well, uh, in a situation like this. I mean, whether it's paper products or, or, you know, as I say it, actually a company like Verbella, right. Where, where when people can't go to work and they have to work remotely, um, you know, they have a campus like ours that they can come into and, and that sort of thing. So that would be one thing I would do personally. I, I think, uh, I also would be strengthening the relationships um, in anticipation of what's going to come ahead in six months. So I, I'd uh, uh, want to be consulting with people in terms of where they are, how, how things are impacting them, and uh, that way I can be in a position of offering them stronger solutions. And when I say that, I, I think in particular about brokerage owners um, and uh you know, when in a position to help and and really try and keep some good people in the the business who are saddled with fixed costs and things, I'd really be focusing on those relationships six months ago in anticipation of this event. Um, Beyond that, I guess, looking forward, um, up until uh, COVID, I guess, you know, the next tipping point really was going to be the election. And, on the other side of the elections, we, you know, we, we will have a different set of challenges potentially because if you assume that we're past this and we're getting back to this, this new normal, uh, one of two things is, is going to happen. We're either going to have a change in leadership or we're going to have uh, a change in approach, meaning, you know, some of the proposals that have been floated on the other side, you know, would result in a significant increase on in taxation and, you know, what's that going to do to the economy um, so, you know, again, I, I'd probably be doubling down on relationships and knowing where people are today, providing value today. So uh, as that shift occurs, you know, I'm in a better position to help them and uh, I provide value and I can leverage that into my business. Um, f- f- more, you know, thinking for the, for the company, uh, you know, SWOT analysis, you know, six months ago, uh, really understanding where your strengths are, the opportunities, uh, so you can be better prepared for the shifting market because, you know, if you're if you're prepared, that's that's when you can really take giant leaps forward, rather than being reactionary. And uh, in fact, I, that's one of the Harris rules, I think. Right? To, maybe not quite, but something about speed and, you know, those who are fast. Um, so, um, you know, what what resources are, do we and plans do we have in place, and what elements do we have in place to make sure that we're prepared? And I think we've taken a number of steps, by the way. Uh, in the last several months that, that you know, whether it's just uh, a good fortune or otherwise, uh, when I think about agent healthcare, uh, I think about telemedicine. Um, when I think about, you know, some of the people we have with uh, great expertise and talent in the short sale space or the REO space, uh, I think about our iBuyer platform, and we're not taking inventory, so it's still an option for someone that needs to sell in distress um, going forward. If you, again, assuming that we're on the other side of the pandemic, which hopefully we are, um, you know, if you want to be bringing value, bringing solutions, be able to pivot quickly, you know, there are going to be hard decisions that need to be made. Uh, and, uh, you know, you try to make those without getting too emotionally tied as, diff- as difficult as it is. Uh, but if you think the market's going to grow, make sure you have the right, right people in place, the right, uh, the right candidates, and you turn to your agents for solutions. You take care of the people who got you to where you are today. And uh, I think make sure that your agents feel loved, they feel connected, they feel part of something, and that they're recognized and rewarded for what they're doing. Well, so, uh, you know, you brought up some interesting things with, with regards
0: to how brokers are reacting now, big brokerages. I mean, we read about Redfin laying uh, or furloughing 41% of its employees. You're hearing all these other big brokerages where they're laying, you know, these big franchises basically, which are laying off literally hundreds, in some cases, thousands, of staff members. So that's an indication that obviously, you no know, no one could have foreseen the pandemic, but there were a lot, there must have been, there was a lot of optimism going into 2020 about the growth opportunities inside brokerages, both at virtual, you know, EXP is pretty much the only strongest virtual one, and of course, all the, the bricks and mortar. When you're conversing with some of these other leaders and whatnot, and, you know, I'm just curious, if you were, if you were to ask them six months ago what they would have done differently, how do you think they would have answered? in lieu
1: of all the people they're now having to let go? Well, if I if I had been able to get their attention, I, they, I probably would have advised them to try and, you know, pare down office space as much as possible. I think on the staffing side, you know, as unfortunate as it is, I mean, when you, you see, you look at what happened in China, and, and real estate, uh, you know, activity just literally halted to zero. I mean, there was nothing. It went down 100% for a period of time. Now, there's some, you know, more restrictive uh, pieces that they've had in place there relative to quarantine than we have here, but um, you know there, there will. It, it seems inevitable that there will be a drop off over the next several months, and a big, big drop off, as you mentioned, 30% unemployment. So, I mean, when when that happens, you know, you really do have to take a hard look, and again, making sure that you're you're spending money wisely. So, I, those decisions, you know, th- th- they're going to be made, and, and they don't necessarily speak to, I don't think, to the financial health of the organizations behind them, but. Um, uh, so, I, But I think the office space, we've seen over and over again, I mean, it, it just encumbers owners. Uh, even if they're you know, aiming for modest profitability, they're unable to achieve it. And uh, yet if you look at agents, you know, the ones that are productive, that are out there really closing the deals, driving the revenues, building the relationships, um, they're, they're nowhere to be found in the office most of the time. So I think that's, that's an expense that I would advise them to get rid of first and foremost because you can build community, right? You, you can build a culture. Uh, you can provide all the support and training and socialization and, and uh, mentoring that you can provide in a physical office. And I, I think we've been able to demonstrate that. So, uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to change. It's difficult to make change. So, uh, but that certainly would be at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fascinating The coronavirus
1: is basically managed so that
0: all the values and ideas and really technological innovation that EXP uh, championed all those years ago is really, it's becoming mainstream now. It's so obvious that the vision that Glenn had all those years ago was right, incredibly spot on, and, and just to have it all, I mean, even with Verbella, I was talking with people yesterday, it, listeners, you guys, well, you can explain this better than I can, but basically, EXPI owns Verbella, and Verbella is this incredibly elegant online university business office, business campus, you know, it's essentially the online solution. It's not just... Facebook, it's something that's way more immersive than that. And Expi owns Verbella. I mean, am, am I explaining all this correctly from a,
1: you know, owner's perspective? You are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah for, no, for, a, Expi know,
1: owns Verbella. It's incredible. Uh, EXP agents own Expi. Uh, but the the platform, and you know, you, you say it's it's become mainstream. I I've been I've had the good fortune of working alongside Glenn now for for more than ten years. And I can remember, you know, I started with them in 2010, I can remember going to conferences and having the campus up on a screen somewhere at a, at a convention, a state association convention, and people sort of, you know, say it was cute and laugh or they'd ask what it was. But but really, it was it was very, very foreign. And I think for us as a company, it was actually, the fact that it was, that it was so different was very galvanizing for those people who joined the company early on. Uh, and I think that, that created a lot of energy and fueled a lot of growth. But today, you know, people are not, uh, you know, finding it odd at all that we operate in this way. So, at the campus, uh, we have our campus, of course, and we're doing about 70 hours of live instruction each week right now. We just launched an Excel series, uh, you know, series of courses that are specifically geared towards what do you do uh, at this particular time in order to prepare yourself for what's coming and what exists today. So, uh, but in addition to that, we've we've got, uh, you know, fully staffed transaction support rooms, onboarding rooms, uh, auditoriums that our agents can use, meeting rooms that our agents can use. We've got speedboats. We've got a pirate ship. So all of that collaboration, uh, the water cooler chat, the socialization, uh, it's all right there at your fingertips, as is the broker support. So, And now on the other side, Verbella, independent of eXp, um, you know, we're seeing a huge influx of, of interest. Uh, we're seeing new people signing up every day. We've got Stanford University Business School, of course. Department of Defense uses the platform. Uh, there are some other case studies that you can look into. But just in the last, you know, 30 to 60 days, you know, Glenn has spent, started spending a ton of time over there, really almost exclusively looking uh, at Verbella and trying to devise uh, what, what the strategy ought to look like and approaches. But we've got universities that are coming in. We've got nonprofit organizations that are coming in. And we have real estate teams from other other companies that are non-EXP coming in and getting a team suite within Verbella. And, you know, if you, you try to envision, of course, it's always a difficult thing to, to try and describe with any any accuracy. But you can imagine if, you know, you're in a suite of offices uh, with a boardroom or several boardrooms, you got uh, breakout areas, uh, in In the main section of of the suite, you know before you break off into the offices, but you've got end caps where you can present things on screens uh, you've got you know it, it's just a really, really powerful place so all of all of the uh, the external uh, you know for me I, I need to be around people in order to be satisfied professionally. I learned that about myself when I was a lawyer, and uh, it was just such a difficult experience because I felt like I was in isolation. Part of that was because nobody wanted to pay the bill if they were talking to you. But, you know, the the funny thing is today in Verbella, you know, I spend every bit as much time, if not more, than I did in in an office back then, and yet, you know, you're running into people constantly. Today I've I've probably crossed paths with, you know, and had meetings with a good, you know, 20 different people inside of Verbella. And so it really creates connection in a way that, uh, you know, a few other platforms can, I think.
0: Well, you know, it's really amazing too. I don't know. This number is probably on the low end, but something like 400 major universities—you you know, Harvard as well, Ohio State, the largest university in the nation—they basically told all their students in early March to go home, and everything's online. And yeah. that the thing is, that's going to that's going to change the way the perspective. Well, how about this? All the companies whose employees now are working online, Zoom and all these other sources, and Verbella. And they're all going to be mm-hmm. getting used to this lifestyle of not having to go to work. And see, these are the cultural changes that come from something like this. There's the, what, the long, long pole pine cone, I think, that only basically can germinate under an extreme amount of heat, you know, in mm-hmm. forest fires and whatnot. And this thing, it takes that amount of heat, for this thing, to actually start to germinate. These ideas, guys, only, they, they're, they're existing. That pine cone is still on that tree but doesn't actually become what it was designed to become until there's something external that basically allows the old things to essentially be set aside, albeit momentarily, and then the new things can actually take hold. And that's what EXP really truly is in comparison to the brick and mortar operations. Um, yeah, well, it's
1: very exciting, honestly.
0: And seeing how you, well, even, seeing you guys from a leadership I, perspective, go ahead. Sorry, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was
1: just going to say, even you know, independent of, of the pandemic, I think hopefully what. You know, those that are jumping in and, and using these platforms, whether it's for Bella or something else, what they'll discover is that if they can effectively build a community without the costs that are you know, generally going to be incurred for that in a, in a traditional world, right, the office costs, the redundant staffing, if they can build a community without all of that, then they can really disrupt their industry. They can really have a leg up on their competition. So, you know, in good times as well as bad. I mean, that, that's, that's how we've been able to create the business model that, that we have Uh, Because we don't have those redundancies and we don't have those fixed costs, and we can pivot quickly, and and uh, it you know it and as a result, we're able to put agents in a position to earn more than they can anywhere else. All right. So the next question is not as easy. Okay. I know you touched on
0: it, but I'm going to make it a little bit harder for you because you can handle it. I'm confident. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're back. We're back in the time machine. Okay. Now we're going to jump forward. Now before we get to the future, here's the thing. It's. You know, the worst-case scenario, the housing, crisis, the housing crisis has become a housing crash. Mortgages are hard to get. Unemployment is not falling. There is, no, the, the, there is no V-shaped recovery, and there might even be an L-shaped recovery. While everyone was hoping, best case, there would be a U-shaped recovery. Um, essentially, all the economic indicators have turned to the negative, and people are just buckling in for a long, maybe years-long, bumpy ride. Right, I, I don't I can't think – I mean, I'm not going to say there's going to be you know, zombies roving around and you know, alien invasions, but you get the idea. I'm trying to paint a really dark picture here, folks. Not yeah. saying that's going to happen. I'm just trying to set it up so that we can get a really good answer. So if that were the future, when we land in the future six months, and you then have that you know, three to five bullet points so you can talk to future Jason, what would you be telling him to be – you know, what would you essentially – what would you want that future Jason to be telling the present Jason before he gets back in the time machine comes back to now – in other words, if that were the future, what different things would you be doing now or how would you be preparing now? It Maybe personally, but certainly as the leader of uh, eXp.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's always going to be activity, right? There's always going to be activity. And 30% unemployment means that people are going to have to sell. So it's really, you know, how, how do you sort of capture that part of the market? There's always activity somewhere in the market. And if it's short sales or it's REOs, you know, make sure you're in a position for that. I, I think on a personal level, you know, one of the things I, I will say, and I didn't even realize it until this, this happened, you know, there's a lot of travel that's been in, involved in this role uh, and other roles as the company's grown, and I've certainly uh, endured a good portion of it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that this has allowed me to do is really spend a lot of time with my kids and, you um, you know, but I mean, really spend time with them. I mean, to, to, to just really understand and have conversations and catch up on what it is that they've been doing in a way that isn't like, you know, you know, two uh, butterflies passing in the wind. I mean, it, and and that's been that's been wonderful. So six months from now, whether we're in the you know the environment that you're describing or we're in a good good environment, I mean, I, I think there's going to come a day where we're going to look back at this and we're going to say, you know, we're glad we made it through it and you know every once in a while you're going to wish that you had a day where you could spend as much time with your kids or you could spend as much time building your business and really working on you know what you can do to take it to the next level i mean there's a lot of opportunity in this time uh to really set yourself up for success um so does that answer it does i, I can't you, I, I, I wrote I'm, down I'm, I'm losing said. track of whether we're going no, forward did. or backward at this point <laughs>
0: You know, we're forward. We're forward. Now we're back. Okay, so the future version of Jason, I mean, I heard what he said, and, and it was, I agree 100%. Because, guys, yeah. the greatest fortunes in the history of humanity have always been made during the greatest times of change. And we're in one of those greatest times of changes now. Um, and, the, and the things I heard him say is, and this is really, really critical that people remember this. Um, no matter what direction the market is headed, no matter what interest rates are, or no matter who the president is, no matter whatever is going on, there are still always going to be sellers that have to buy and sell. The sellers might take, be individual owners. The sellers might be institutions. The sellers might be some hybrid government agency. It doesn't matter. And the, and the same amount of money, and, and this is an actual interesting – it's not a mindset thing, but it kind of feels like it. The same money – that was flowing a month ago, it's flowing now. It's just flowing to different people. But here's what's a real interesting challenge. They they injected 6.3 trillion, not 2.2, but 6.3 trillion in growing into the economy. So there's actually, actually more money flowing around. And if you're feeling scarcity, if that money's not flowing to you in essence, then the question is, is why not? What was it that you were doing before that was causing the money to flow to you? And are those things that you were doing before working now. The chances are they won't. So what you need to do is do what he said. Learn the things that are going to be necessary in the new market so that you then have money flow to you. So the money is going to be flowing around. It just goes to different people. It's like, you know, Julie and I had a, uh, I'll just make it the shortest version of the story possible. There was a, a trading floor that was near us and the, they had a horrible day on the stock market. This was back in when we were selling real estate in the late 90s and like tech bubble, something like that. And all these companies <coughs> When you turn on the news, people are just, okay, except these guys next door, actually they're above us. They were cheering. They're like having a party. And then we had gotten to be friends with some of them and we asked them, why are you guys celebrating? This is supposed to be dark days for you know, the securities industry and whatnot. And he said, Tim, you forget, we make money whether the market goes up or the market goes down. So they make money when trades happen on the up or on the down. And so do we as real estate agents. Maybe that's a little bit of a bleak way to say it, but it's true. So if you want to be relevant, if you want to essentially have this be your rebirth like that pine cone, the reason I brought that in, is you're going to have to accept the fact it's going to take an extreme amount of heat to get you to essentially germinate so that you could grow into something new and magnificent. Think of it that way, yeah. because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a, a physical, um, you know, financial, psychological shift for all of you. But all of you can get through it. All of you were designed for this. Every single human was designed to basically change and evolve. The longer you stay in the holding pattern, the waiting the clouds for the clouds to clear pattern, the less likely you are going to be able to make it to the next essentially opportunities that there is to help people make money in real estate. Move past whatever. What the essence of it is is you have to learn new things and accept the fact that no matter what direction the market goes, you can still be relevant. And you can, frankly, in the changing market, you can actually make more money, not less. Yeah.
1: Do, do I the saying? Right? That I mean, what.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I was just, asking I, was just... I mean, when I was babbling, did you think of anything?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I just what's the saying, right? When winter comes, you know, if you prepare, then in the spring you can reap the rewards of winter. And uh I think right now it's winter and and um but there there will be activity and I think those who position themselves best will will uh, be in a great position when we come out on the other side of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly, I mean, you know, here we are, preaching to the choir primarily. I feel blessed to be in the opportunity, and I can sense from your words that you do too, to help so many people in such a profound way at such a really challenging time. And I and Julie and I feel absolutely so lucky. Like if I were, you know, if I could if I could thank the past version of Tim and Julie, one of the smartest things we've done in you know the past few years is definitely aligning with EXP because. The people, the company, I don't like using sort of trendy words like culture, but the culture, the technology, the forward-thinkingness, the lack of um, – I mean, here you guys are hearing from the CEO of the company, and guess what? If you were an EXP agent and you wanted to talk to him, you could just essentially talk directly to him through EXP World, or you could find him on Facebook. That's all I found him you know, on EXP's work- workplace. This is not a normal company. This is a company that if you were smart enough and lucky enough in our case, I think, to align in the past – Well, you're definitely patting yourself on the back. But if you're stuck in one of these limbo places, like what Jason was describing as a brokerage, you've got to just accept the fact that going to eXp is your graceful exit out of an maybe mostly obsolete business model into something that could actually cause you to have your future be a thousand times brighter than what your past has been. So move aside the ego attachment and the fear and realize that the opportunities that are available at eXp really are going to be unprecedented. They've been up unprecedented you know, with the massive growth, but going forward, oh, my gosh, guys, this is just – if you're an agent or a broker, this is definitely something you have to
1: drill down on.
0: Hey, Jason, I, well, I know you, you're in a rush, and I really
1: appreciate your yeah, time. Yeah, but let me, I'm sorry, let me just say ahead. one more thing, Tim, if I could on that. So, you know, you said something about helping people, and, and really, at the end of the day, I, I really think we're in a great position to help people. If, you know, if you're, if you're among the 30% who are unemployed, uh, or, or if you're an agent and you're the spouse of somebody who's among the 30% who are, are unemployed – you know, what do you do with health benefits now? Do you, do you go with Cobra or do you have another option? And I think, you know, fortunately we've been able to put some things in place where where care can can continue. And I and oftentimes, I mean, we're, we get great reports about people who are saving money on their monthly premiums and getting better care than they had before. Uh, if if you're an owner and you know, all of a sudden the revenues are stopping, and and but those fixed costs aren't going away you know, we can help you. And, and I, I, I think about the brokerage owner, and, and there's just a, a ceiling to what what they can do in terms of growth because they're tied to that location. They're tied to the office, and they can only grow by drawing, you know, agents from, you know, a, a geographical radius that's that's within driving distance of that office. If they want to go outside of that, they've got to go and make investments. They've got to take additional risk, They've got to figure out what the tools are in, in another market, whether that's within their state or outside of their state in another state. And I think what we've done, you know, we've been doing it for years. There's really nothing different about it that, you know, since day one, we've put that owner in the position where now all of a sudden uh, they can focus on the things they like to do, whether that's, you know, continuing to grow, teaching, inspiring agents, going back into sales, sort of get rid of the things that they never really wanted to deal with, 1099s, uh, so on and so forth. But most importantly, they can really start to enter into new markets without having to take the risk and all of a sudden, they can have people and receive real money, real revenue off the production of folks that they bring in uh, in markets that can be thousands of miles away. And I think that's a pretty unique opportunity. And it's one that we put every single agent uh, in the exact same position. So they really get the chance to stand in the shoes of the brokerage owner without without the risk. And I think as we see brokerages continuing to make the move over, and we are, uh, you know, it, it strikes me, but time and again, that the driving reason behind it is that, Brokerage owners want to put their agents in the best position that they possibly can because those agents have been loyal. Uh, you know, they've, they've helped that owner get to where they are today, and and they've driven the revenues. And so now, all of a sudden, you can reward them with some additional income opportunities to own equity in the public company. Uh, but you know, they, more importantly, they become part of the sales force for everything you're trying to build, in addition to providing great service to buyers and sellers. So. Um, you know, I don't want to say we're the we're the folks that are upstairs, you know, having a party, uh, because we're not. Nobody nobody wants this. Nobody wants to see this. And and we were doing, you know, we've been doing great, you know, for a while now in terms of growth. And people see the opportunity and they see the difference it makes and they see how they can leverage it and they see how they can take their business to new levels and new markets. Um, uh, but you know, if you look back six months ago, if you look back frankly six years ago, we've always believed that when winter came. Uh, we were going to be in a great position to be able to help people. And I think more than anything, uh, that that's how we feel today. And
0: that's the real, that's the message that I'm hearing from, like there's, I know you're experiencing this too. There's so many brokers that have come out of the woodwork and like the last really two weeks. And they're, you know, they're asking for help. And, and it's all the conversations, the phone calls, they always go the same way. They're a little bit skittish to say that they're on their heels financially. They're a little bit skittish to say that they're scared. But as soon as you start telling them that, listen, this is like the tenth call I've had today just like this, and this is the situation that other people are finding themselves in, now let's have an honest conversation. And then if you create a graceful exit from them – so, like, it's not a failure, guys. That's the biggest thing. You got me thinking about brokers, Jason. It's your fault. That's the biggest thing with brokers. You guys got to realize that it's not you failing. It's not your brokerage failing or your team failing. You're just going to the next evolution in your business. You're going to a bigger, better opportunity than the business model that you'd created before. You did the right thing before. You did a great business model. Your team was a smart thing maybe in the past or your brokerage was in the past, but the rules have changed. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't become less effective or less anything. Everything changed around you, so now it's your opportunity to have a graceful exit out of the old business model into something that will be and is absolutely amazing um, because it gives you all the best aspects of being a real estate broker or really being in this business, and it takes away pretty much all the bad parts, all the that's things right. that you didn't really enjoy doing in the first place. That's what eXp has created, and, you know, that, that's the thing. And I love having those conversations, too, because when you are on the phone with a broker who you can hear in their voice is suffering and you give them a solution, it doesn't just snap like that. It's usually you have to talk for, like, 10 or 15, 20 minutes, sometimes a series of calls. But then after the after you after they get it and the sense of release that they have the happiness and the joyfulness, I have to tell you that those calls, some of those calls I've been doing for the last two weeks with you know small, medium sized, large brokers, has been um, it, it's motivated me more than I ever thought it would. To be honest with you, because I really feel like we're in alignment, and I know you feel the same way. Everyone in this company does, in alignment with being of service to other people, and that's our opportunity to do it at a very high level. Because we're not just helping that broker; we're help- helping in their in some cases. You know, dozens, if not hundreds of agents also have a bigger, brighter future. And there is a sense of urgency to this because whether you believe that we're looking forward six months into a dystopian future or something that's halfway in between what it was and what it will be, it's still going to basically create more uh, headwinds for any traditional real estate brokerages with fixed costs. That business model for most of the country, for most markets, it it barely worked before, less than, you know, 3% uh, net margins, and now it really isn't going to work. So this is a conversation that I personally I'd love to have with you, Jason would love to have with you, but consider your options, and if you're going to follow in the footsteps of, frankly, tens of thousands of other agents and brokers, you're going to realize this is probably your best option joining with eXp. So Jason, I really, really appreciate your time today. It's wonderful getting to know you. I appreciate your calm, level-headedness in this really turbulent storm. I think eXp is lucky to have you in the CEO position. And, um, yeah, I mean, thank you very, very, very much
1: for all your time and all your leadership. Well, thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure getting to know you too. And uh, I really enjoy following you guys very much. I think you're of great service to all your listeners and to people in the industry generally. And to your point, you know, for folks, for owners who are in this situation, you know, without trying to sell you on anything, we, we are in a place now, we did prepare for this. And so we can take an objective look at, at your actual numbers, you know, as they are today, and we can sort of t- t- take a look and we can tell you what they're going to look like if you come into EXP. And we're not selling franchises. You don't have to write a big check. You get to keep yep. the brand. It's really all about letting good people stay in the business. People who've been in the business for a long time and have earned a lot of respect. And uh, you know, the industry loses if they have to get out of it because of financial pressure. So we'd love to help. But thank you very much. A, a real honor to be on.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. You have a fantastic day. And, um, Jason, good luck in the rest of your meetings. And uh, let's keep in touch. Maybe I'll have you back. I really love it. Wonderful. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks so much, Tim. Bye-bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.